Hello, welcome to season three, and we're going to switch things up a little bit this season. My name is Ash. I am a chick from Canada who loves all things metaphysical and actively explores on a daily basis, trying to understand the crazy of which there is no proof. So welcome to my crazy. And I would love for you guys to let me know what you think and what you would like to know more about. I consider myself someone who is an active studier, like I said, on a daily basis while trying to keep myself well-rounded because one thing I love, I was reading this book uh, by Robert Monroe talking about out-of-body experiences and dream traveling. And I love how when he started out, it, and he's still, like, he still, even as he progressed in his career, took things for what they were, which was um, a subjective experience based off of his life, his ingrained beliefs. And I dig that in like a bugger with you guys. You'll hear me say that a million times because it's very true. Everything we see, whether it's color, whether it's how we interact with other people, whether it's our belief systems, it's based off of many different things, one of which being <clears throat> what we've been ingrained with. And in his sake, uh, he said himself that he was not raised religious, but he still had Christianity as a religion in the area of which he was raised, and that did have an impact on him. And I truly believe these are things in the metaphysical community when we're trying to understand certain things and what we're experiencing that we need to be able to be aware of because no one is ever seeing anything other than through their own eyes, plain and simple. The best we can do, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the best we can do is learn as much as we possibly can and meet people with an open mind and an open heart to try to see things from their perspective as well. So for instance, I hear people who do readings all the time go, well, I don't really know much about Christianity. Well, there you go. You don't have to be Christian to know much about Christianity, but you do need to be open-minded to it. You do need to actively study it. I do think it's important to, because a main base of, at least here in North America, of the people you are going to have as your clients are going to be Christian, even if they don't consider themselves such, just the fact that they believe that there's a creator then gives you reason to study it. Though a lot of people find something like that daunting, if it's your passion to help people, then you should be doing the work. Just like a doctor does when he's learning, he learns all forms of anatomy and the different disorders and diseases that can come from that. Just like a lawyer learns all different forms of law and then goes to the one he's he or she is going to perfect they still know all areas of it to come at it from a base understanding. They have to be able to come as an expert, so to speak, in their field 
And if you want to be the best at what you do, you need to actually have an active understanding of your clients. And in the metaphysical community, your clients are wide-ranged. And I don't care if it's someone who's charging or not. In, um, in this day and age, we have a wide community and we have the ability to speak all people can have a platform, which is amazing because we're having these people come out of the woodworks that, you know, we did that didn't have, say, a platform or a name behind them who really have some amazing, incredible things to share. But unfortunately, 99%, at least in the metaphysical community, don't actively take part <clears throat> or walk the walk of what they preach. And because they allow things like their ingrained beliefs and things to get in the way, their ignorances, and we all have them, because they actively don't speak to those facts, um, they give wrong advice. They give bias advice. Even people who claim to not be religious give more bias advice sometimes than most religious people do because they're not actively seeing things from a whole. They're seeing things from their own mouth, what they know, what they know to be true. Now, the beauty of all things in the metaphysical community is that majority of it cannot be explained. A lot of it has a history to back it up and originating reason where it comes from, but it doesn't mean that it actually is why it is metaphysically. Like, for instance, dousing rods are a good example, right? They were used originally to help find water sources. Um, but in the end, people use them to find spirits, that kind of thing. Or EMF meters. You know, EMF meters were to help find the high levels of electric magnetic currents. And they would do that because it can actually make people very sick, but unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, people in the metaphysical community then use it in theory that spirits hold that high EMF as well, or that they use high EMF areas to uh, energize themselves, that energy to use for their advantage. What I'm saying is there is no proof of anything. If you read it in a book, even if it's by an author who's well-loved and respected for the ages, their, their experience is purely just that. What you are reading is their experience based off their ingrained beliefs. And no two people are alike. That's the beautiful thing in this world. We are all actively different. So if you call someone, if you say to someone, you are an indigo child, or if you say to this person, you are... um you are, uh, I don't know, like whatever the mil like mil millions of different ridiculous names they give spiritual people. They say that you're this thing. They're saying it based off their belief. It doesn't mean it's true. It might be true for them from what they know, what they're ingrained with, with what little knowledge they've learned, what wisdom they've taken off of what they've learned and applied it, which I'll tell you is even less than what they've learned, which is sad to say the least. And they'll say things like this, 
and go to make themselves feel like they're spiritually adept. And they will say, you are the spiritual indigo blah blah master. It's like, you don't know. They don't know. It's bullshit. I'm sorry, but it is. They know what they know based off of what they've read in a book. And what they've read in a book is based off of someone else's experience of what they've learned, what knowledge they've applied and made into their wisdom, and what it is that they've experienced based off that with the shit they've been ingrained with growing up. And then you read it in a book, and it resonated with you. You probably didn't apply it, but it resonated with you in a way because a lot of it is... um, A lot of it's psychology. And when it's psychology, guess what? You can make a lot of people believe you have a lot of gifts. You can even make yourself believe you have a lot of spiritual gifts that you don't actually have. One thing I've learned personally when studying Buddhism and speaking to someone that I consider a guru that I highly respect is that we all are ignorant, even even the gurus, we all have a level of ignorance and it's trying to see past that ignorance for enlightenment. And people take that as some holier than thou thing, but it's purely and simply seeing things for what it is, the truth. And I try to see all people in all situations with that. For instance, I was not raised Christian. There were Christian ladies that I grew up around I was never really brought to church unless I went with my grandma to give her company. And for her, it was more of um, a social call with her friends, doing the right thing as Christian ladies. But it was never it was never put on me to believe in it myself. I was never judged for not believing in it. No one cared because where I grew up, it was who you were as a person, not what you believed. And I consider myself highly lucky for that. Because we were told, being from Newfoundland on my dad's side of the family, um, that we were most likely stemmed from Viking culture, which isn't really Viking culture. It would be Norse culture. Um, Obviously, I have an affinity towards that. I'm a Norse rune teacher. I love learning about the Viking culture, the archaeology, learning behind the history behind the magic of it, as well as the actual history of the people and the lands they conquered, good and bad and otherwise. But not to say I wouldn't like it if I didn't have that in my upbringing, but it's a good reason why it was in my vicinity as to why I was interested in it. There's things like that, understanding the knowledge. Having parents that were open-minded allowed me to look at different belief systems. My sister looked at Buddhism in her 20s. I looked at witchcraft in high school. Um, We learned all different sorts of things. I got into Christianity not as wanting to practice the religion, but understand it in my early 30s, late 20s. And my family was a little worried about it because they know that there is so much uh, that in certain in certain instances, there can be a lot of extremism and things like beliefs that can hold you back from growing or, you know, from thinking outside the box. And they like the fact that we were free thinkers when they saw that that wasn't something 
I was doing as anything other than learning someone else's perspective and opening myself up to it, thus taking in what it is they raised me to be like. Uh, They were okay with it then. But it's interesting, you know, how people, people allow their biases to limit them. You know, I look at my past and how it's brought me to where I am today, even the things that limit me from that. And I think to myself that that's okay. That's owning it, you know, and then it gives you the next step to work on. I wasn't raised Christian. So a big bulk of my clientele, I couldn't really resonate with. Guess what? Then I learned about it because I actually have passion for my career and I want to do the best I can. And I believe that in spirituality, religion is very much a part of that. Even though I'm more metaphysical, I do believe that there is an afterlife. I do not believe in a God myself. I don't believe in Odin as a God. I believe in higher spiritual beings, we'll say, gods and goddesses, whether it be Yahweh, um, if it be beliefs that were Islamic, I don't care what they are, Norse, Celtic. I believe that those spiritual beings at most were people in their community that were highly respected and revered into a godlike status after death, kind of like pharaohs, like Cleopatra. They set themselves up to become gods and goddesses when they are past, but they're most likely, and say, see how I'm not telling you they were, they're most likely just everyday people living everyday lives that did something great for their community. And I try to see things based off of what I've experienced and what resonates for me. And that resonates for me based off the the knowledge I've gained, the wisdom I've applied it with, and that proper application of that knowledge and seeing things from what I've actually experienced, not what someone else has experienced, what I have. And I've not experienced a god or goddess. I haven't. I've had lots of experiences with spirits who claim to be those things, but there has been no proof that they are who they say they are, or even that they've called themselves a god or goddess after death in a spiritual sense. They've never claimed themselves as that. They've claimed themselves as a spirit by that name. And that's it. So I believe in people. I believe in what I've experienced. And I don't discount, please know, because I think a lot of people think otherwise. I don't hold judgment, nor do I discount someone who believes in something different than me. It just doesn't resonate for me because it's not my experience. It's not my knowledge base. And that's a big thing I have with the metaphysical platform nowadays. Like I said, you know, there's good and bad in all things, right? There's your duality. It's how it is. But we need, I would love, I should say, we don't need, because certainly people probably won't even hear this that should, or that I'd like to, I should say. But we need to look at the world. I would like the world to look at itself in the sense of, its platform being a place of which knowledge can be shared and learned. But I'd like people to understand that that knowledge is going to be based off archaeological evidence, off of historical evidence, off of research, 
scientific research off of a book, knowledge based off books of spiritual or subjective or objective experiences and take them for what they are because because say Susie Q wrote a book that said spirits came to this earth to help other people and because so many people loved that and like say a hundred million people bought that book that doesn't mean it's right Joe Schmo who wrote a book that only three people bought that said that his experience was different and that who you are is unique and different to you because each person is separate. I follow him, but guess what? I wouldn't really follow either because it would have to work with my experience. But his knowledge would open me up to that idea. His experience would, and then I'd apply it to my own experience because we are unique. There are too many people claiming to know certain things of which they know nothing about. Rory's come to say hello, my cat. Wanna come say hi? Yeah, I know I love you too. Um, you'll hear him from time to time. Those of you that see me live, you're used to hearing his voice. And you're probably thinking, oh, can she shut up and let us just hear Rory from now on? But the whole point of this segment here to talk about that platform, whether it be through a book, whether it be through um, someone speaking on stage. Can you not eat that, please? Thank you. Whether it be someone speaking on stage, writing a book, what have you, speaking on social media. I love that we have the ability to share our voice, but it doesn't mean what they're saying is right. Just because... They're really good at psychologically convincing you that what they've read in a book is right. What little ignorant thinking they have is right doesn't mean that it is. People have been doing this from the beginning of man, literally. People do not like to be compared to early day humans. But the fact is is that long, long ago, we as humans, majority of us, unless you were a rich or a scribe or someone of high ranking, you did not know how to read or write, plain and simple. And whether it be the shape of our teeth, our digestive tracts, our blood types, or even our ingrained way of doing things, we stem from the people of which we come from. And those people learned by scholars, by people who could read and write, by people who were considered right or higher ranking than them, to tell them what was right and what was wrong. We know that to be true. And sometimes that was used in ways that could bring community together and help keep moral order. And sometimes that was the negative side of things where people would be ignorant. They'd learn from their forefathers of people before them, their ancestors' bullshit that wasn't true, that even they believed, and they spreaded it as truth. And sometimes they used it as ways to morally inflict, um, manipulate people. Unfortunately, as time went on, we gained the ability to have information at our fingertips. And the reason why I say unfortunately 
is because 99% of the population comes online to play games. I do too, to play games and take 50 million photos of themselves, to chat with friends about knowledge or spread knowledge to people that isn't true because they didn't actively take the opportunity to research it and then to take that knowledge that they learned and try to accurately apply it in their own lives to see if it's truth. And even if they did, which I can guarantee you they didn't, and I'll explain why in a minute, even if they did, it doesn't mean that it's all going to be right for everybody. Because like I said, we're all unique. We're all different. We're all seeing things from our own perspective. Kind of like a person that's colorblind. It doesn't mean that what they're seeing is wrong. What they see is different than us. What bees see, they see colors we don't even know exist. But they see it and it's truth for them. Just like what we see is truth for us who aren't colorblind, who aren't bees. And people need to be more cognizant of that in the spiritual community when they are on a platform claiming to know something as truth. But sadly, more often than not, you will see people in the spiritual community claiming it as truth with their ignorance. And when they're called on it and you ask them a simple question about the origin of what they're saying, they can't answer it. But instead of owning that they can't answer it because, hey, that would belittle them, right? They then sprout a lie. And I catch it all the time because if I go into any live broadcast and I see someone spreading knowledge and I ask them the the origination of where or the origin of what they're saying stem from or just the simple, basic, novice question, that would be a beginner's question, and they answer it for me, I will purposely go in that moment and look it up while I'm still watching their broadcast to see if it's true and do the research myself. And I will tell you 9.9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
has a history, has an origin, has a reason why you believe them, which is why I love my last season's episodes. They're all about different myths. And all of them come back as to, and I didn't even intend to do this. I just thought it'd be fun to learn the myths and read them to you guys. But a lot of them came back with these ingrained beliefs and fears from people and the ways the different um, societies used those stories as ways to manipulate and scare people. Things that we still believe to this day that scare us. And it's crazy the amount of things it opens your eyes to seeing just how ridiculous it is. Like the story of Bloody Mary. If you have not known the story of Bloody Mary, which I don't think I did before I read it, though it did seem, it did seem, uh, I did, it did have some, like, kick off some memory for me, but I obviously, it didn't hit home for me until, until I researched it last season with you guys. And if not, you can go back and watch it or listen to it, sorry. Um, I really suggest you do, and not as a way to get, to get people to listen. I don't get anything for you listening to it. But you should, because it shows just how regular everyday history can be misconstrued into the most ridiculous ways. Same with gargoyles. I believe gargoyles was one of the first ones. It's insane how societies use ways to manipulate people, and it seems so off the wall, but the funny thing is, is that people actually fall for it. And this, my dears, is why... So many people who are not into metaphysical experiences, not into the psychics and all that stuff, why this is why we have a bad name because of people who have a sheep mentality who claim to not, but then they'll turn around and go, You're a light worker, you're an indigo child, you're an earth angel. No, they aren't, they aren't sorry that's your perspective of what they are but there's no truth in it except for to you and with that knowledge and application from that person you don't know shit and that's just what it comes down to i have been in the metaphysical community for the last oh, almost 10 years most are going on about three to five years that i know I've been going on about 10 years now, and I don't stay close to many people in the metaphysical community because I don't respect you. I don't respect any of your beliefs, and not because they're different than mine, but because they're so ignorant and biased and such beginner-like behavior for someone who's been around a few years. You should know better. And the sad thing is, is that those of you that watch this will agree and then continue to spread your bullshit because you don't think it applies to you. And I can guarantee you, if you are listening to this, 100% of you have a bias, have an ingrained belief that you sprout at your clients and that you will continue to sprout naively after this broadcast. My hopes is that even a small percentage of you will take it into account 
and open your mindset to what other people feel. Being different than yours doesn't mean it's wrong or that your beliefs with all the proof in the world doesn't mean that it's right. But you limit yourself by this ridiculous way of ignorant thinking. And sadly, you'll continue to do so. So have a nice day. You've ruined it for the rest of us. The few percentage that's left. Oh, and happy Easter, Austera.